Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome to episode, I don't know what episode it is, of the Divine Line podcast with yours truly, Tyler Divine. Uh, today I have newhawkfanatic.com edition, Dallas Jones. What's up, man? What's up, man? How's it going? That's all right. I, uh, I got, I hit the golf course for the first time in like three years today. Okay. It's pretty good. Shot a 47 on nine holes. I like, I'll take that every time out. I would love to take that. Me and my roommate have recently got into golf and if I can get like half the holes, if I can hit a few fairways, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, I, the first tee, I was like, I know I'm going to slice it. So I got up there like aimed to the left. Cause I knew if I want to hit in the middle of the fairway, I needed to aim a little bit left. I hit it. I hit it straight, like right. perfectly straight. Uh, and then it would like, so then I was like in the trees. Then I, whenever I hit like one straight, I'm like, oh, this is easy. I just have to do that every time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I know. Now I know how to do it perfect every time. Easier, easier like said that. than done, man. For sure. Um, okay. So we're trying to introduce you to the, to the people here. You are a Waterloo native. Waterloo 2020. Native. University of Iowa graduate from yep. the journalism school. Yeah. Um, tell the folks, I mean, I know a little bit of this stuff. So tell you, you know, you tell people a little bit about yourself. Funny story. I actually grew up a state fan. I don't want to make too many, too many people mad, but <laughs> the only reason I was a state fan is because my dad and my older brother are die hot hawk, die hard Hawkeye fans. So I was just the little brother that was trying to be like, you know what? Oh, you guys love this team. I'm going to cheer for the opposite team. You're a rebel. And then in high school, I had visited Iowa, like through schooling, you know, for field trips, whatever. And then in high school, I went on a visit to Ames. And then I went on a visit to Iowa City, like two weeks later, a week later. And I was like, I got to go here. Like, Iowa City pulled me in like that. It was like. It's a cool place, man. I've lived here my whole life. Yeah, I loved it. And then I got to Iowa City my freshman year. And I knew I was never leaving. Like, I knew I was going to be there all four years. You know, a lot of people come into college and sometimes have to transfer and, you know, find their place. But as soon as I got to Iowa City, I was like, yeah, this is it. Um, do you remember, you know, like the first time you, you said to yourself, you know what, I want to pursue journalism or, you know, that, that, sort, that sort of area? Yeah, it was, I was probably in high school. I think I was a junior or senior year, and I was just in the car, like, with my mom, and she was like, so, like, you're gonna be going to college soon, like, what do you want to do with your life, and I was like, well, like, I always want a job, I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm, when I have to go to work, I have to, like, get into this work mode, and, like, completely change who I am, and I'm like, 
I like to argue. <laughs> I like to talk about sports. Like that's all I do. I talk about me and my friends. We always talk about sports. I'm like, I'm a good writer. So I think I should go to school for, for journalism. So what t- turns you on to broad, you, you know, you did like more of the broadcast route, you know, what, what, uh, what brought that on? I think that's more of like my generation, you know, um, like social media really took off my, while I was in high school, Twitter really started eclipsing Facebook and then like Snapchat, YouTube, all these platforms, video was really taken off. And we had transitioned now from like newspapers and long columns and things like that to where video was now like what people wanted. People wanted to see what's going on at the games, highlights, all that stuff. And I was like, man, I, I would love to be a part of this. Like I loved watching these like sports talk shows. Like that's what I watch every single morning and watching guys like Stuart Scott and Stephen A and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I could do that. I like, we do that every day. Like at the lunch table, it's like we're skipping, skipping Shannon at the lunch table. That's like what we do every day. And then I got to Iowa and I saw like programs like the daily Iron, which is what I got into. Um, and it was so much fun. Like, journalism program here is amazing and while I was here I got to do a lot of like actual stuff working with video and working with tech while I'm still in college and got a lot of experience that way and luckily I go to a university that has one of the better programs across the board for all of our sports so I got to get experience um I started at the Daily Island in um it was August of 2019 and I got to work with field hockey. I got to work with soccer. I got to work with women's basketball, men's basketball. So I got to be, you know, opened up to all these different sports and learn how to use that equipment and stuff. It was great. Do you have like a like a the biggest influence in in in, in broadcast media or, or sports media? Because like, you know, for instance, mine would be probably Dan Levitard. I, I I'm an avid Dan Levitard listener. Um, I don't like to take myself too seriously. And that's, that's kind of like, I like that about, about that show. It's half nonsense and half actual sports talk. Do you have, do you have anybody like that? Well, growing up, it was definitely Stuart Scott. Cause I loved how he brought rest in peace. Yeah. Rest, rest in peace, Stuart Scott. Like I always felt like he was being like his real self. You know, sometimes people go on camera and like today, this team, like, no, he was like himself and he had his own little like quirks and things like that, that he would bring out. Um, recently, I like Bomani Jones a lot. Like I like uh, Chris Broussard. Like, I like guys who I feel are being them gen- their genuine selves while doing their job. And they're not putting on like some sort of, sort of mask or some sort of suit on being a completely different person than they would be in real life. Dude, the uh, John Anderson Stewart Scott Sports Center uh, is iconic. Literally, they could just, they didn't even need like video or highlights. They could just <laughs> have them guys talk and yeah. people watch. It was yeah. amazing. Um, so you're a Bucks fan, right? Yeah. How, <laughs> how are you feeling right now? <laughs> you know, okay. One thing I always say, it's not a series until you lose a game at home. <laughs> so I'm just, I was hope my best case scenario is splitting the first two games coming out of Phoenix, especially since it's the, obviously the first year after a whole year of not having any fans. So I knew the finals, the fans are going to be crazy. Phoenix hasn't been in the finals in my lifetime. I think it was what, 93? That yeah. they were? I, w- I mean, I was, I was two. Yeah. So it was almost 30 years since Phoenix has been in the finals. So I know that it's obviously going to be crazy. Nobody that 
is playing in the finals this year has ever won a championship. So it's a lot of pressure on everybody. Everybody is like hungry for that. So, you know, it's going to take a couple games to, you know, get things to control, but I'm still feeling pretty confident. Hold on, man. I got to get this damn deer out of my yard. Eat my damn tomato plants, man. <laughs> I'm not I'm not having it. <laughs> um do you have a favorite favorite sports memory? I mean, what you're a Bucks fan. Who else do you who else have you followed? I'm a big LeBron fan. Yeah. That is. I'm a big LeBron fan. So you're saying favorite sports memory? Sports memory, who do you follow? Who do you follow? Favorite athletes? I want to know all of it. All right. So baseball, I'm a Royals fan. Um hey. I've, I've been to Kansas City. Like multiple times, I've seen the most Kansas City baseball games. It's a little rough right now, but um, you I and Jeff Brown, city. huh? <laughs> I love the city. I love the stadium. It's beautiful. Um, baseball was like my main sport in high school, so I just always had a love for baseball. Uh, football, I like Arizona Cardinals. You're all over the place, oh, man. A little, I'm a little all over the place. <laughs> the reason for the Cardinals was David Johnson getting drafted wow. there, being from Iowa going to UNI, which is right by where I grew up. So I got to see him a lot. And then um, I like have a love for Phoenix. I've, my grandpa lives out there. So I've been out there plenty of times. I've seen like a dozen Suns games, um, but um, Bucks, yeah. Bucks, Cardinals, Royals is like my big three. And then LeBron is like my athlete. Like that's my guy. Yeah. That's why I guess I'm a Falcons fan. So my best friend, uh, one of my best friends from, high school been a Falcons fans my whole life his 18th birthday was the uh Super Bowl against the Patriots oh dude his 18th birthday he was hyped 18th birthday he was like texting our group chats he's like all oh, these years like I threw a party really to, he's like we're really about to do this like we're about to do this he's like it's his birthday so it's supposed to be like the best day of his life man I threw a party there was like 25 people here probably by the end of by the by the end of the game, uh, there was probably twelve people, and once the Patriots scored that touchdown in overtime to win it, uh, I walked out my door in my Falcon slippers and my jersey in the dead of winter and took like a three block walk. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do. And I I got back. The only people that were still in my basement were my wife and my best friend. <laughs> like. I, I probably would have left. I probably would not have came back. I would have just sat outside. Oh, well, it was like 12 degrees out, so I couldn't really do that. But, <laughs> I mean, but, I sort of wanted to. I was – oh, God, it was terrible. I'm TSD bringing that up. Mostly over it now. That's just like – because, I like, Pat called me at halftime, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll never – I'm never going to let him live this down. He calls me at halftime, you know, the fa- I think it's – I don't know if it's 28 to three yet. I think it was like 17, three or like 21. Maybe I think it was 21 to three. Yeah. And he calls me. He's like, I don't know, man. I got a feeling they got Tom Brady. I, you always bet, bet on Tom Brady. 
I was yeah. like, don't, don't say that to, don't that's say that not, to me. That's not what I want to hear right now. Like I was already 10 beers deep, like, <laughs> like I'm having a great time. Like, right. And then, yeah. Then all that happened, but that was, yeah, man, that was almost like the best six months of my sports life. <laughs> the Cubs, the Cubs won the world series that fall. Right. The Falcons are in the Super Bowl against like the quarterback that I idolized when I was playing football, Tom Brady. Right. And, and well, it just didn't work out. So, and now Julio Jones is gone, and nothing matters. <laughs> it's it's rough. Hey, Falcon, being a Falcons fan, that's I salute to you. I mean, being a Cardinals fan isn't too much better, but we're on the up and up. I'm a Cubs fan too. Yeah, that's and a Bulls fan. So I just, I just, ooh, I just love to be miserable. Apparently, it only happens to the best of us. I got to find a hockey team. I think I'm going to go with Seattle, the new the expansion team. I've been to one hockey game. I went to Arizona Coyotes, Vancouver Canucks game. Five hockey's fun, man. Absolutely electric. It's like, wild. It's tough, like, to get into, like, everyday hockey, just like baseball. Like, it's hard to just watch it and not – but if I'm there, I love it. Like, it was really cool. Live hockey uh-huh. might be the best professional sporting sports experience. I NBA I games are a close second, I think. I would love to go to a um, playoff hockey game. Yes. I think the hockey playoff games are some of the most entertaining like sports that there is. For it's, sure. Dude, yes. Um that's cause that's about the only time I ever watched the NHL is yep. or hockey in general is is uh is during the playoffs or I'll catch a, the occasional like Blackhawks game because it's on local TV here. Right. But I'm not like I wouldn't call myself a Blackhawks fan. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, live hockey is cool, dude. Live hockey was cool. And I, uh, kind of switching gears, I saw the U.S. women's national team play in Kansas City. That was insane. They played was it Costa packed? Rica. It was packed. It was like, I want to say, summer of 2018. So it was like before. Yeah, it was after they had won the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So like all their hype was still around them. Like, Everybody played at Carly Lloyd, Kristen Press. Like they all, it was absolutely packed. And it was in the um, Sporting KC's arena and it was just built. So it was like a brand new arena. And we had got there like super early. So we were like front row. It was a hundred degrees because it was like July <laughs> and it was super humid because it's Kansas City. Yeah. But it was, it was definitely electric. They, we need to pay them. We need to pay them. They should make, and like you can't even make the argument for them. They're like, oh, they're not bringing the revenue. They bring in way more money than the men. Like, they bring in the women's so national So much team more. Way more. So it doesn't even, like, you can't even have, like, an economic argument for that one. And they make yeah. way less money with their club teams. Yeah. Like, like it's significantly less. And we know that they have, they have this fan support. They've got it all. So it doesn't even make sense not to pay them more. They should be one of the higher paid athletes in the country, honestly. It'll happen oh, eventually, yeah. man. Um, soccer's on the rise though in the United States. Soccer's on the rise. I think it's like the mo- like the highest rising like sport in America right now as far as popularity goes. Yeah, I think I I think you're probably right. Um, well, I think a lot of people are figuring out that like, oh, maybe I shouldn't let my kid play football, right? For real, like uh, you know, I don't know the long term effect. I mean, I had two concussions in high school. I'm not sure how like how that could affect me down the road but you know who knows the young brain i have a friend who um i met here 
Iowa, he was telling me he had to stop playing football and like while he was still in high school because he had too many concussions. Just from playing from like tackle football from like 10 or 11 until 18. So if you got people playing that young, starting at like eight years old, playing into your 20s, well, you see guys are retiring after like one or two years in the NFL. So like, I just like Andrew Luck, I just yep. can't do this. He had a host yeah, of other issues too, but right. you know, still, I mean, it breaks your body down, man. Um, okay. So let's see, you started at the DI in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a, a game that stand? Cause obviously, you know, the next semester was kind of a shit show. So do you have a game from that fall that stands out to you. Um, a game that would be from the spring. So I got to cover the men's basketball team that year and I was I got to go my only away game I went to for basketball was the Iowa Illinois game which was the last game of the regular season in the Big Ten that year that one got chippy it was it was like it was amazing and I didn't realize I'd never been to Champaign and I was I Carver is a wrestling arena so it's very like wide and Mm -hmm. not as vertical as most basketball arenas Champagne is not like that at all. It's like a basketball arena. So it's like, you. it feels like the crowd is on top of you. And just walking in there and how loud it was and like the student section there, like they have the student section like on the side of the court and then behind one of the baskets instead of at Carver where it's like just three rows that go straight up. So the student <laughs> section is right behind the benches. And it was just so loud. You couldn't even hear yourself in there. And it was a chippy game. It was a close game, but like, Games are like Kofi and Luca are going at it, and Luca's hitting everything. And then they got foul trouble. Like it was just an amazing game overall. Man, uh, yeah, that uh, I, I I was not. I think Pat covered that game. I think he went over there if I remember right. I was at home, mm-hmm. but I watched it. I remember you know Connor Connor getting to what's that guy's name? Frazier. I think his name was uh, Williams. I think is his last name. Oh, yeah, they were yeah. like they were like touching foreheads at one point. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, CJ and um, CJ Frederick and uh, the Frazier left-handed dude. Yeah, going at it all game and stuff. But it was yeah, it was one of those like pure basketball, like diving on the floor, bumping into each other, hard fouls. Like it doesn't. And I'm a huge basketball fan. Like basketball is above everything for me. So I was just eating it up. I actually had yeah. to, like, there was a few games when I was working, like, because I'm taking video and stuff. There were times where, like, my coworkers or, um, like, my friend Lucy, who would be covering the games, too, she would, like, uh, so there would be a dunk, and I'd be like, let's go or something. She's like, Alice, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> in the background, but, like, the basketball fan in me, I couldn't <laughs> contain it. I was trying so hard. Uh, that happened to all of us. Uh, the Iowa Penn State football game in 2018. Oh man! Uh, where Saquon Barkley just just ran all like there was that there was one play where he was on the far sideline opposite the press box. He turns the corner. It looks like I think it was a Monty Hooker had him dead to rights. Bar- Saquon Barkley like jumps over him. A Monty Hooker hits him in midair and. And Saquon hardly moved and landed on like on the sideline and kept going for like 30 yards, man. I will say this confidently. I've seen like a lot of people play. I've seen Kevin Durant play. I've seen LeBron James play. Saquon Barkley is the most impressive athlete I've ever seen with my own two eyes. It's insane. Like, that game, because I was in 
the student section right behind that goalpost. So I remember watching it with my roommate at the time. And I said, did he just break a tackle in midair? <laughs> yeah, he did. Like, he looked like a, like the definition of a man amongst boys. Like the His thighs are as big was, as my torso, dude. And then literally then you see like his when the draft came up, like half of his draft highlights were just from the Iowa game. <laughs> like, they just kept replaying those because he just looked like a monster. And Iowa's defense was amazing that year. Yeah, which is which is wild because Penn State only scored like 19 points in that game. Or 18. I think it was 18-17 was the final score. Yep. So, and I, I remember that game because we're like right after um, – because um, who was it? Uh, who was the running back at the time? I'm drawing a blanket right now. It was Quick Dude, number 25. 25. Uh, On Iowa. Uh, Akron It was Akron Wadley. Had that big run up the middle and – they took the lead. So we're going crazy. So me and at the time, uh, Penn State gets the ball back. Me and my roommate are like arms locked. Like we're ready to rush the field. We're like, we're about to beat Penn State. It's about to happen. And they just drive, 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 touchdown. And I could just feel the whole entire stadium just. Oh. Dude, if you, if you watch the replay of that touchdown pass, Amani Hooker's finger is about an inch away from tipping that football. Up in the air. I mean, it's like, it's. I mean, it's it's one of the closest plays I've ever seen in my life. It's so wild. That like craziest games I've been to at Kinnick because while I was um in my undergrad too, I worked for athletic facilities, so I worked a oh, lot yeah. of football games. Um, my job I was a crew hawk, but we would um put up the nets for like field goals. So during football games, we would just sit on the bench right next to the field goal and watch the game. Two craziest games I've watched was that Penn State game. And then the Ohio State-Iowa game <laughs> was where Nate Stanley looked like prime Aaron Rodgers and Noah Fant was like a hybrid of Shannon Sharp and Gronk. I was in the press box for both of those. Uh, the Ohio State game, uh, it was mostly just because I sit next to Pat on my right, usually during non-COVID times, and Todd Bromelkamp from, ES- from KGYM in Cedar Rapids. And – it was just kind of us looking around at each other, kind of going, what in the hell is the Ohio State game? Like, what the hell is, is going on life? here? Yeah. <laughs> it's this real life. What's going on? Well, like, Nate Stanley's just just dropping dimes all over the field. Any place, like, on the run, in the pot, like, the one where he's getting tackled and just throws a missile into the, the back end zone. Yeah. And then yeah. the one where he throws, like, the dime when Noah's running down, like, the sideline. Like, I had a feeling after that first play from scrimmage when Amani Hooker took that that you know ran that interception back, mm-hmm. I, I said to myself, I kind of said to myself, you know what, this might happen today. Like, what if I thought it was like it was a crazy thought because like I had a friend come up and like they were asking me like, oh, we're gonna go to the game, and I was like, yeah, we'll probably leave early because it'll probably you know probably be a blowout. Like Ohio State's crazy. I don't think they were ranked number three. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that it'll be really close. Maybe it's Ohio State, so I want to see it because they had like that team had Nick Bosa, Chase Young, like Terry McLaurin, I think Curry Samuel. Like they had so many pros. They had so many pros on that team. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, we just we just can't match up with them. And then don't come Kinnick, to Kinnick. Kinnick at night, man. Don't come to Kimmick. If you want to go to the college football playoff, do not come to Kinnick in November. <laughs> do not. 
Uh, yeah, like uh, let's see, 2016 Michigan, um, Ohio State. Um, I don't think I don't I don't think Penn State's lost there in a while actually. But uh, Minnesota last year, they had a good chance if they would have not last two years ago if we didn't beat them at home, they had a good chance because that's when they because the next week they beat I think Penn State at home after we we beat them. Yeah. And that was a really good Minnesota team. I think they ended up finishing the season only with like a couple losses. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. I don't know. It's all it's all become a blur at this point. I've I don't, you know, you cover so many football games and exactly. I've only done it for five years, so I can only imagine how the other guys feel. Um well, I guess we might as we might as well talk about the uh, actual news of the day before before we finish this up here, the four-star tight end Micah Riley Ducker announcing his commitment yeah. in about well, by the time I get this up, it'll be about two hours, I guess. Um, uh, do you have a feeling either way for the people? Um, I mean, I'm feeling Iowa. I've known the kid through families, through family friends since he was 12, and he's been. Iowa's his dream school for years. So I'm feeling Iowa. I know that he loves Iowa and he's a tight end. You watch football on Sundays, you see Iowa tight ends playing. And I think you're an 18 year old kid and you see guys that went to the place that wants you to go there. You see them playing on Sundays. I feel like it's a pretty easy decision, but I mean, when you're a four-star tight end, you're going to get everyone's best. Everyone's going to show you, you know, all the best. Iowa State obviously showed him a great time. Auburn showed him a great time. So I think obviously it comes down to just what he's feeling. But I'm I'm saying I'm 75% sure it's Iowa if I had to – if I was a betting man. Yeah, well, see, like I was telling you before we started recording, I'm, I'm becoming less confident that he's coming to Iowa as the day goes on. But that's also just me. I, I, I'm always I – never, I never get like a gut feeling – Really, um, it's happened a few times where I was right, but I'm so afraid of being wrong that <laughs> hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Well, yeah, I like all these people on Twitter responding to me like, like I've been here in Auburn or like I've been here in Illinois. Like you, have you don't, you haven't, you haven't been hearing anything. Shut no. up. No, you haven't been hearing anything. That's my literally, beat, and I haven't heard anything. Literally, my dad is Micah's dad's best friend, and I called him last night, and he said, "I have no idea." <laughs> I have no idea. He's very, keeping it very close circle. I, I, you know what? He probably does have an idea, but <laughs> he's not going to tell you. You're a reporter now, right? <laughs> but. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, let me give him your Twitter handle. It's at Dallas Jonesy, right? Yep. Jones with a Y tacked onto the end. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, he will be covering recruiting and a host of other things for us. I'm sure. Uh, as time goes on, probably Iowa Football Media Day here in about a month. We'll all be there. So can't wait. All right, man. Thanks, man. Welcome aboard. Thank you for having me on, man.